Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 152 for Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing amongst this corona lockdown? You doing well? Having the times of your life or dreading everything? I am here to distract you for about an hour. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys about, um, well, one of my latest grocery excursions. I'll tell you guys about that. I finished a puzzle. (laughs) What? Um, playing lots of video games with my New Yorker pals, Chad and Rich. Um, I, I've actually played quite a few games and I'll just tell you guys some of that stuff. Um, I will give you my thoughts on Tiger King, the thing that everybody's watching. Um, what else? Uh, COVID-19. I'll let you know what's going on in my city, province and country. Uh, as well as, uh, just some, uh, little things I'll talk about here, guys. I'm going to record, uh, sorry, record, recommend a podcast, uh, to you guys as well. And just talk about some of the things I got going on. Uh, I got an email from my buddy, Mark to read a little bit later on and, uh, and that'll be the podcast. So let's just dive right in. Um, I'll start with the puzzle thing. That's not super exciting and I can get out of the way early. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is I find myself with the podcast talking about all sorts of different things. And sometimes like I start banging some of the stuff out real early on the podcast. Some things that, I mean, I might want to go into more, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to spend too much time on that and then have to burn through everything else. I try to keep it to under an hour now, whereas some of the real original early episodes of the podcast could end up going on forever. And I would talk about nothing. Well, not nothing, but you know, I, I have no idea what's interesting to you guys. I'm staring at the, I'm staring at my whiskey shelves. That's what I stare at every time I get real thirsty. Uh, you're doing these podcasts. I just stare. I'm like, Oh, that's a nice, uh, it's a nice looking bottle of the Freud, right? Can't wait to peel its clothes off, right? Take it out of the box. Is that another way? You know, whiskey is a classier drink. Is that it? because everything else is just a bottle on a shelf, but whiskey comes in a nice box, you know, you got to open it up and, you know, take the collar off of its neck and then hold it up. You know, some of them come in real, real fancy elaborate bottles or uh, boxes, I should say. I've got some that like open like coffins with nice straps on the inside to hang on to that door proper. Um, you know, that whiskey's been in there. It's been dead for a long time. You know, sometimes it's been in the, it's been in there for a while. It's been in the dark in the what? Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's not really big. Anyways, my point is, is that I, I'm going to try to just bang shit out in order that I think makes sense. So I will say that I, uh, I finished that puzzle, that 2000 piece puzzle of the, uh, the world it's on my, uh, Instagram. I put it on the Josh Williams thing there. I gotta, I gotta pare down my, uh, all my social media accounts. As soon as I get a new venture, I always make like its own social media account and I, I never have enough things to post on it. But if I just took the things that I should post on each one of these and plug them onto my main Josh Williams comedy one, that would work. By the way, if you're not following me on the socials, uh, do it. Cause I post almost nothing. I won't be intrusive in your lives. Just, uh, just, you get the odd goofy little smile from me. Cause I do, when I do post something, I do believe it is of interest. So, um, I mean, I guess so does everybody else who posts dumb shit on the internet, but, um, you know, I, I, I posted that there. I, uh, I spent, uh, probably a full day this last week. I remember I got up, made breakfast. Um, when I say get up and make breakfast, it used to be, I would get up and do that like somewhere between seven and nine o'clock. Now get up and make breakfast is like two in the afternoon. My sleep schedule is all fucked up. But, uh, I got up, I made breakfast and, uh, and then I spent the entire day till I went to sleep, uh, doing the puzzle and Simon joined me for the latter half of the day and we got it finished. Um, and it was the point where, like I was telling you guys in the last episode, it's just water. So it's like, ugh. I remember like there was so many pieces and they were just blue. The occasional one would have like the name of some sort of abyssal plane. Never heard of an abyssal plane before, but that's sections of water. I mean, I don't even have an answer for you. I still don't know what it is, but all I know is there's lots of them all over the world. The this or that abyssal plane, this abyssal plane, that abyssal plane, all over the fucking place. So, um, 
got all those done. And it was actually way easier. There was very, very few pieces that were just strictly water. Um, there seemed to be this, this sort of faint grid over the entire map. And, uh, and that definitely helped to find, uh, where pieces were missing and whatnot, just based on what was, uh, a, the shape of the missing piece and B like if it had any lines on it and where on the actual piece, the line was going to intersect. So it didn't take uh, as long as I thought. So um, the only part, like, I think when I did the border at the very beginning, that was harder because there was no lines that were on that. The lines were only on the, the map portion. Um, so that was, that was the hardest part. Wow. Isn't this fascinating? Not really. Um, but Hey, it took an entire day of my life and I finished it and I posted the pictures, 2000 piece puzzle in the books. Uh, thank you very much. That was a day of my life this week that you now know about. Um, what else I did? Um, let's see here. Um, I'll pause. Okay. Since I'm talking about things on social media that nobody seems to care about, why don't I, why don't I talk about this? Um, I have noticed an abundance of people posting on the internet that like, Hey, Hey, I made, look at me. I made fucking pancakes or look at me. I baked cookies. Like a lot of people doing baking right now. And I get it. You got time, but the level of like celebration and Oh my God, look what I made. It's like, it's like a kid coming home with a shitty stick figure person drawing. Like, look what I made. It's like, yeah, we, we all should be able to cook for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, like a kid deserves it. They're trying and it's something new for them, but it's just, it's funny to me how pedestrian making a meal. Like I used to be ashamed of myself, like, and I don't mean like, you know, hang my head and kill myself, but I mean, like I was kind of ashamed at how little I cooked for myself and, and how often I did meal prep. I was like, fuck, this is, this is embarrassing. I should be, I know that, you know, you talk to someone who's like, oh yeah, we make, we, we cook most of our you know meals. Even those, those places that deliver your meals for you to cook yourself, they do it like three nights a week. You know what I mean? So they still, they still a company that's like, Hey, our, you know, our, our business is to give you food that you don't have to think to cook. And their expectation is that you will still spend more than half the week cooking for yourself, right? They give you three dinners and you're like, okay, well, that's basically, uh, 33% of three days of the week, uh, meals, right? Cause you need breakfast, lunch. And they're like, yeah, we don't do that. We don't, we don't, we don't handle that for you. I can think a few of them now offer you like smoothies as an option in the morning, but it's like, yeah, they're not doing, they're not dealing with breakfast. They're not like, here's a week's worth of, worth of meals. They go, we'll give you three, you know, cause maybe, maybe they know something we don't where they're like, yeah, these, these animals, they can't cook that many meals for themselves. Even when we handpick the ingredients and quantities for them, they're still not going to do it because they're idiots. Well, I, maybe I didn't, I didn't realize that because I was like, even these guys like expect that you're, you're, you know, going to not have to cook your own for, for, for them. Uh, they probably did case studies and we're like, uh, the average person at their most ambitious will cook for themselves three times a week. Um, that, or they're like the monkeys who can't just make their own meals, uh, who need us to portion and plan them for them. That's Jason, by the way, uh, Jason gets those meals kits delivered. Um, <laughs> just water gang, just water. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, we can't expect these people who are like, I'm going to become a home chef. Uh, they, they only get three a week, right? So they have to you know, they're the regular human beings. They, they just cook for themselves. They're like, yeah, I get it. I can boil my own spaghetti and, and put my own fucking garlic in it. I don't need them to show up with the pre-portioned bags, you know, don't put too much garlic in how much is too much here. Just put this little vial of garlic in and that's it. All right. There you go. Creating so much waste. I might add the amount of like little plastic jars, whatever. Oh, so wasteful. Anyways. Having said that, I go back to the amount of people who are like, look, I made cookies. Look, I did my own, you know, avocado toast today. I'm like, fuck, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I wasn't doing these things for myself. And the amount of people who are like, you know, bragging that, look, I did it myself. Yay. This Corona thing is making me do things for myself. I just think it's fucking hilarious. I was, I made uh, cookies and I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, not from scratch. Okay. Not from scratch. I'll tell you, I'll give you a nice little, I'll give you a nice little tip to be half self, uh, self-sufficient. Um, but yeah, are you guys noticing that? Like how many people are just so proud of themselves for cooking a meal for themselves? You know, I know, f I, I know food was important to people's Instagram and Facebook, uh, profiles before where they're like, look what I'm eating. It's almost like people were proud of being able to pick their own food. Now they're astonished at their ability to make it themselves. So good for you guys. And if I'm shitting on any, you know, onesies who are listening going, hi, hey, wait a minute. I was, I was proud of my toast. And the funny, it's, I don't mean to insult you. I'm just saying like, ease up. All right. 
go patting ourselves back. I got, I got one roommate who uh, can't even make craft dinner or fry an egg. Not an exaggeration. Cannot do those things. He can open a can, put it in a bowl, put it in the microwave. That is the extent of his skills. Um, and if the food's already made, he can open it up and eat it. That's uh, that is a, a thing. However, fry an egg, not a chance. Fire burn. You know, he can use the toaster. He can use the toaster, not the toaster oven. That is no, no, does not know how, but, um, if you can toast it or if you can put it in the microwave, boom, he is all over that. All right. But, uh, but if you got to, you know, turn on the stove, you know, that's like, honestly, no, I feel like his mother, no, that's hot, bad, hot, bad. He's like rain man. Fire, hot water, burn baby, hot water, burn baby. Um, uh, (laughs) That's a line from the movie for all my young listeners who have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. Uh, 1988 Oscar winner, Rain Man. Anyways, um, my point is, and then I got two other roommates who don't know how to not leave the house. So, so you know what? Maybe it's on me, actually. I'm I'm thinking that why are these people bragging about simple things? Uh, well, simple things seem to be very hard for, you know, these people to do. Um, that's, that's uh, you know, simple, simple mind, simple person, whatever. All right, I'll move on. All I'm saying is, you know what? If you made cookies, go fuck yourself, Okay. You didn't do anything that, that somebody else can't do. I, I can do it. And I, I, it's easy. Oh, look, mix this with that. Okay. I don't know. Seems pretty adventurous to do that. But you know, if it's, uh, if it's, if that's the, the thing that you need to tell the world that you were finally able to do, just know that there's the odd person like me out there going, yeah, you should be able to do that. Right. Or I'm just, or, or I'm just, I've, I've, I'm, I'm really just, I hate social media. <laughs> One of those two things. You know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be making fun of people to do it. Cause you know what? Like I said, uh, one of my roommates can't even, uh, can't even fry an egg, you know, 37 years old, 36 years old. Can't fry an egg. You know. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, and keep in mind, there's people I live with. I, I interact with them on a daily basis. So someone who'd be like, Oh, that sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot to vote too. <laughs> can you imagine the, this thing could vote? Um, yeah. So I guess uh, I dealt with that. Um, uh, what else we got here? Um, oh man, so many things on my list that I want to, that I want to talk about. Do I want to talk about them? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. Um, I went on a grocery excursion for my mom. I, um, I was really complaining last week. Oh, was I ever right? The story of conflict, uh, about the fact that, you know, my, my roommates wouldn't stop leaving the house. And, and one of them in particular keeps doing more and more dangerous things has since even had more people over to the house. Um, and, uh, yeah, who knows, who knows what they're getting and they're not aware of, of his gallivanting. So I tried to warn one of them and say, Hey, uh, you got a wife and kids and you don't know where this person you're interacting has been. Uh, you risk taking all of where he's been home to your whole family. Uh, I don't know if you're willing to do that. And they're like, Oh, I didn't, they didn't tell me. I'm like, yeah, uh, that's what selfish people do. They don't tell you how selfish they are. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, anywho, um, I, I told my mom, uh, cause she had mentioned, I think I, I might've mentioned this in the last episode is she'd said to me like, Hey, I need a few things. And I was like, I don't have a problem getting them for you. I want to make sure that you don't go out there. I don't want you to get sick. However, um, I need you to make a list for a month because two weeks ago when I went to go get my, my last, you know, grocery shop, um, I was calling you and I was saying, Hey, um, if you need anything, tell me. And I'm like, do you need this? Do you need that? Like, no, I should be good for a while. And then, you know, a week uh, later I'm hearing like, Oh, you know, I, I, I might need this soon. It's like, okay. So I just said, Hey, make this list. And I'll get it for you. I'll go out on Tuesday and I'll get it for you. And that's, that's it for like a month. So just make sure like there's, you know, she was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to bother you too much. I'm like, just, just it bothers me. If I have to keep going out, it's not a bother for me to go out and get you a bunch of stuff. So I spent all of, uh, the vast majority of yesterday. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday day of the podcast. Sorry guys. Another day where I slept in heavily. Didn't mean to, I was up at nine and then fell asleep and then slept for those <laughs> six hours. What are you exhausted from doing Josh? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I do find my energy levels going down, 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 down. Um, so I, uh, I ended up going a few different places. My mom yesterday went to Costco and got a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was her turn to need toilet paper. So, uh, not buying as a lunatic, just, uh, just sometimes regular people run out of toilet paper. That's a, uh, that's the thing that happens in life. You know, a, a real, uh, real challenge. We all have to overcome at times is go, Oh, I'm going to need toilet paper soon. Um, although the stores do not seem to be struggling for it at all anymore. The, the big toilet paper panic of 2020 appears to be over for the time being, um, but having said that, uh, <laughs> um, I went out to get her, uh, some things. Um, I found this out. Somebody sent me a, uh, uh, Instagram or Facebook link or whatever to like the, you know, Hey, everyone knows Costco is a great place, but what are the things you should buy at Costco? And what are the things you shouldn't? Well, 
There's all sorts of different things. Even the things they were telling you not to buy at Costco, you should buy at Costco. Um, I'll give a couple examples. So their, their point was like, Hey, don't buy pop at Costco because pop is the kind of thing that lots of places will have on sale often. And when they have it on sale, it's like the same price or a little bit cheaper. It's like, Sure. But overall, if you're going regular price versus regular price, Costco is cheaper. They're telling you not to buy shampoo at Costco because it might go bad. You get so much of it. It might go bad. It's like lots of people buy their shampoo at Costco. Uh, it doesn't go bad or whatever. Um, you know, and then some things are like, oh, buy maple syrup at Costco because maple syrup is expensive and getting a lot of it is cheaper price. It's like, yeah, the same as everything else. It, the whole article, va- like the vast majority of it was like, duh, like it's the things you can figure out yourself. You know, it was basically like certain items are so big. If you're one person, you know, don't get them at Costco. And it was kind of like, yeah, but you can do that. You can figure that out for yourself. A lot of the, some of the things that they say go bad. Um, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about any of that stuff that goes bad, to be honest with you. Like, does anyone here been like, oh, my shampoo went bad. And it's like, they said something about the fragrance sort of diminishes after six months. I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, even the Costco, um, shampoos are not bigger than a six month supply. If you bathe, you fucking animal. Um, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm not <sighs> breaths. I'm fine. I'm just surprised at some of the points people make. Um, but then again, you're, you're blogging. So, you know, that says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I keep tapping the, the, the highlighter here on my list of things. The point is, uh, that there was one thing I took from that article, not a healthy decision. Um, as it turns out, um, I should have known in advance, but I'm, I'm a sucker for a deal was they were saying that, uh, Costco cookies, and I'll share this with you. Okay. I, I went myself and it's true. And I thought this might be something that they only had in the States or maybe wherever this article was written, but no, tis true found out yesterday, uh, read it. And then I went and did it. And that's what I, that's the kind of guy I am. Give me a piece of information and I act on it, baby. So, uh, basically if you go like to Costco in the bakery section, they have like the, the cookies available. And that's what they said is buy, buy Costco's cookies. Um, but they were saying how, like, uh, I believe, I believe you get, uh, 16, sorry, 18 cookies right? 12 plus six, get 18 cookies for like six 99 or seven 99. I'm leaning towards the seven 99 side, which is still fine, right? It's a 50 cents a cookie. That's a good deal. But, um, if you go to the bakers, like if you walk up to the bakers and Hey, can I get cookies? Uh, they'll sell you a case of the frozen cookies for $22 and you get something like 120 or 140, uh, cookies in that 20 bucks. So I was like, fuck. Okay. Uh, and I went, and I asked him, I said, Hey, is it like, is it true? I can buy like a case of cookies. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, Oh really? And they're like, you can buy anything you want. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you could buy like the chocolate chip cookies. You could buy the, you know, double chocolate cookies. You can get the uh, peanut butter cookies. They go, you can get the white chocolate macadamia, but those ones are like 36 a case instead of, I was like, Oh, cause apparently I think they're the same price to just buy them straight up. Could be wrong. But when you buy the frozen ones, apparently they cost more. So um, either way, if you're a fan of the white chocolate macadamia, 36 bucks for like 140 cookies is still, it's still cheaper. It just, do you love cookies that much? Um, I certainly don't, I don't love cookies that much, but I'm a sucker for a deal. So I'm like, well, I could freeze these things. And again, the intention is to not be going out again afterwards. So if you have a sweet tooth or, you know, you want to be, be nice to the roommates, you know, I, that's what I did basically yesterday as I came home from my grocery th- uh, excursion. I bought a frozen pizza, it's not takeout, bought a frozen pizza, threw it in the oven. And then I baked cookies afterwards enough for everybody to have a, you know, two or three each. And it's great. And I still have three and a half gigantic freezer bags filled with these fucking cookie pucks. So, uh, we're going to be in these, uh, these for a while. We're going to have some fucking cookies for a while. I tells you, um, but yeah, so there's my little tip to you. But the guys were also telling me at the bakery that you can buy like their turnovers, their bagels. I don't know, but I, I asked about the muffins and I can't, I don't remember him answering me because I think he was looking into something and, and he was like, yeah, one second. And then I just didn't care to get the answer. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the bakery stuff at Costco, uh, you can buy the frozen for much less and then just make it yourself at home, which is kind of cool because some people are like, oh, if you buy a bunch of shit at Costco, you can't eat it before it goes bad. But if you buy the frozen version, A, you save money and you just make it when you want it. Boom, boom, boom. So there's my, uh, my little tip for you guys. Um, I did go shopping, uh, without eating, which is always a huge mistake. It is always a huge mistake, especially when you're trying to buy for the foreseeable future. Cause I bought for my mom, but while I was there, I'm like, well, is there anything that I might have a hankering for? So I bought, um, went to Costco. I went to Metro and I went to, uh, 
well, I, I stopped in briefly Dollarama, Dollarama for plastic spoons. Um, it's, it's wasteful, I know, but, but you know, I need it. Oh, oh, can you hear me scratching my chest? Oh, what a great, great feeling. That's, can you hear the soft hair? I'm lucky for Scott. I don't have big brillo-y hair. I have hair, which, which lets you know I'm a man, a male, identify as a male, uh, whether or not I identify as such, my chest, uh, and body decide to grow hair regardless, but they grow nice, soft hair to the touch. I have a full chest of hair that's soft to the touch, inviting, run your fingers through my chest hair, but don't leave damaged. I'll not scruff up your skin. Anyways, um, I had to address the fact that I could hear my fucking chest hair in the, all right, phone, what do you want here? Um, so yeah, um, I bought, I bought plastic spoons, wasteful as they may be, because I do a lot of coffee drinking here and I got my Nespresso machine in the room. Got to give it a little stir with the milk and I am getting lazier as I stay locked down, which means what does that mean, Joshua? Well, it means that I like to uh, make myself a coffee and not have to run downstairs for a spoon to stir my fucking cream. All right. Can you get off my fucking back, Mr. Listener? Um, yeah, so that's it. I just <laughs> I could throw it away like a piece of shit. Um, I recycle the capsules, but I throw away my spoons. I have one foot in each world. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, and then I went to get some, uh, the main reason for the trip was a few, uh, pharmaceuticals cause my mom needed some, uh, some over the counter medications for, for stomach. So, um, that was the catalyst for my shopping, uh, shopping for her, but then she's got me all of her lists and I, and I hit everything on her list. So yay, yay. But, uh, while I was at Costco guys, I mean, I did see, uh, I did see some snackages and while I still have plenty of snacks here, um, a lot of things were on sale and I tell you like, uh, like the whole cookie thing, I am a sucker for a deal. Am I ever? So, uh, I mean, I saw jelly bellies that were like $4 off for a giant bag, huh? Getting a big bag of jelly bellies under six bucks uh, just to, just to, and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm being a good bitch. All right. I have, since I returned home, there's a bag of sud chips, four bucks, big ass bag, four bucks. Oh, great deal. What a great deal. Right. Um, what else did I get? I got a bag of pork jerky, teriyaki. Ugh, I had a couple pieces of that delicious, you know? sit around, watch some TV, just chew and suck on a piece of jerky. I mean, you could just chew, chew, swallow, chew, chew, swallow, chew, chew. Ah, it's expensive stuff. Savor it. Enjoy it. Uh, and that's exactly what I did with those few pieces I had yesterday. Um, I haven't, I haven't opened a lot of this stuff. I'm just confessing the shit that I bought. All right. Cause now I'm at no takeout. When I was out yesterday, man, I was hungry. I was going to get a Costco hot dog. Sorry. I consider that takeout. If you can't sit down and eat it, it's fucking takeout. And that is off the table, mister. Get out of here, takeout. I'm living a better life. Yes, that's my bag of jelly billies. Yes, that's my bag of jerky. Yes, that's my fucking container of pretzels. Um, I got these little like pretzel things that have like peanut butter on the inside, which um they're pretty small, but I, so I'm all right. Let me let me let me confess to the garbage I bought. I'm gonna start there. I bought uh, the Hershey's eggies because uh Easter's canceled. All right. Little baby Jesus isn't having a birthday this year. I made that joke to my mom yesterday was on the phone. She's like, you know, that's not what Easter is about. Right. And I go, yeah, it's funnier to say that. I know it's not Jesus's birthday. It's the day they killed him. And then the day, and then, and then he was born again. Well, there's good Fridays when they killed him. Stupid name for it. Um, but good Fridays when they killed him and then he resurrected on Jesus. So it's his rebirth day. I think happy rebirthday, baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all I know is that chocolate eggs are my way of saying, I don't care about Easter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Hershey's eggies were on sale. So I got a bag of jelly bellies. I got a bag, bag of eggies. Uh, you can hear them crinkling at my feet. Um, I got a, a thing of like the, the peanut butter pretzel things, the, the jerky. I got a bag of sun chips, a bag of Cape Cod kettle chips. Um, so I just, but here's the thing. So that's like, yeah, it's a lot of snacks. Yes. And I bought a lot of very healthy things too. Um, while I was out, but here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm being a good bitch. All right. I, uh, big smack. Sorry about that guys. Um, what I'm doing is I am portioning. So I, as much as I know, it's not good. All right. Cause a lot of people are like, well, just the portioning isn't well, fuck off. All right. I gotta, I'm trying to figure this out. There's no takeout in my life anymore. So I'm allowed to have a little bit of shit every now and again. I also bought a ton of spinach and I'm, I'm being a good bitch in the morning having, you know, like the, the nice healthy thousand grain fucking toast with a little bit of peanut butter, you know, um, spinach in my eggs, you know, no cheese. I'm, I'm doing okay. All right. Fag off. Um, 
but uh yeah what i'm saying is i i also like i yes i brought bought garbage but i'm i'm portioning everything so i got a ton of of sandwich bags oh i also bought these like really cool coconut cluster things that have like uh chia seeds and uh pumpkin seeds on them and stuff like that um but again portion so everything is like i look at the bag i find out what's under 200 calories and then i portion with my scale into a sandwich bag and then boom so if i want a snack yeah, I can have garbage, but it's not just like cracking a bag and you just keep stuffing in your face, not paying attention at all. It's like the, the COVID thing, right? You could be the person who just goes outside and goes, ah, what's going to happen? My heart's not going to stop today. I'm not going to catch COVID and just shovel, 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 walk, 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 interact, interact. No, I, I go, yeah, I know it's not good for me, but I'm staying under 200 calories, snack, calorie quantities. Um, so I'm doing that. If I was to have, I haven't opened the jelly bellies or the eggies or any of that garbage. And it, I know it's garbage. Um, I also bought, uh, some of those, uh, what Mott's I got. Now I got a box of Welch's cause they were on sale. Welch's fruit snacks and a box of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mott's fruit snacks, all of them under 200 calories in their servings, uh, made with real fruit guys, real fruit. Like, fuck it. Like I believe that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about gummies. I'm digging the gummies, but, um, again, like one, if I, if I have like, guys, I'll have like two snacks a day and I've got everything portioned up and mixed up, you know, in different bags. So it's like, all right, if you're going to have chips or whatever it is, you're going to have a, a small quantity of it. Like if I do the jelly bellies, it'll be like a shot glass of them. Um, and that's it. You know, what the fuck is calling me now? Um, <laughs> that's all I'm saying is I'm, 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 I'm indulging cause I'm stuck at home, but my meals are still good. Uh, my, my discipline is still good portioning. All right. So if you're going to be a fucking animal, be a domesticated one. I feel like I'm like a circus monkey. You know what I mean? So as much as I'm still, I know a few tricks and my few tricks are, I put my chips in a bag. I put my portions in a bag so that I eat what was in there. And then I go fuck myself. All right. I don't double dip. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing with myself. Um, what else we got going on here, guys? Um, as I mentioned, I've been playing, uh, playing the Vigia games. All right. Playing the Vigia games and, um, I'm playing with my buddies, Chad and Rich. So it's almost like become a daily tradition now that, uh, by the time I'm done, cause they're young, they're young, uh, pups. All right. They're young, they're, they're young little fuckers and, uh, they got nothing better to do than to, you know, be on the YouTube, the PlayStation, uh, the internet of sorts, the, uh, the gram, the Insta, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll get up and I'll just do my, my adult shit. And then when I'm ready to turn into a complete unproductive piece of garbage, um, I'll jump on the, uh, the PlayStation, whatever. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's actually, I'll be honest with you. It's nice being social. So it's cool that I can just hop on, join the, the party on the, and that sounds like for adults, they would join the party. That sounds like a weird thing to say. No, no, it's, that's the terminology. You join a. Uh, it's like a chat room, an audio chat room. And then, you know, they're playing what they're playing. I'm playing what I'm playing. Um, so I don't know, but it's again, it's just an opportunity to, to be social, check in with people. Um, so rather than just sitting and playing all by myself, isolated, I'm, I'm shooting the shit with, uh, with some buddies and people come and go from the party. So having fun, uh, having fun chatting with those two guys. Um, and they're young, man, they're young. They're, uh, they're in their teens, late teens. And, uh, I'm just shooting the shit with them and how, and it's fun listening to them, their perspective of, of what's going on with everything like that. And they're in a uh, small town, uh, New York state. So it's just interesting. Um, yeah. And we shoot the shit about, uh, you know, music and TV and they sent me, they send me like, you know, these weird videos and stuff, but, uh, they're a fun part of my day guys. I mean, I'm, and usually during the day I'm checking in on my other people and whatnot. I wake up and I spend the first half of the day checking in with my adults and stuff like that. And then at the, at night I completely regress. It's like a weird Cinderella thing at night. I completely regress to a child. I get on there and I, and I fucking crack inappropriate jokes and stuff like that. Basically I'm hanging in the day. I'm pretending to be an adult and then I'm jumping back down to my maturity level, which is a teenager, uh, and shooting the shit with these fellas. So it's fun having that to do, but, uh, I've been playing some games and some of them are actually difficult, uh, to do while you're in a, a party. I've been playing one game called life is strange. And if I'm not mistaken, red, uh, old pal of the show, good friend of mine, red had recommended life is strange. I believe at one point, which is like, it's a, it's a, a girl, a young girl in school who can control time. Like she can rewind time. So you're playing the game, something will happen. You'll rewind time to, change, you know, something you said or something that you did or something that happened and then do it again properly. But it's like a, a quick time 
sort of game where you got to do things, you know, say things, a lot of, a lot of conversations walking around saying things. I, I'm, I actually don't love it. Um, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm a long time in between playing it and there's a lot of things that you have to do in it to make sure that you don't miss something or whatever. So I find myself, um, it's okay. It's interesting, but it's not super compelling, but I am only in the, the second, I, I just finished the second of five episodes. So maybe it's going to get better. Uh, it's not horrible. It's just not great. And especially when I'm in the party chatting with the other guys, it's hard to play a game where I have to listen to what everybody's saying and, and make decisions and things like that. Um, so I, I can't be social where something where I can just put on and, and numb my brain. Um, there's other games that I've been playing that I can do that with overcooked is a perfect example. But, um, so for right now, I don't have a, a full, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down for life is strange. That is one I'm trying to play when, uh, when I get a chance. Um, another one that I'm playing is tales from the borderlands, which I've totally played before. Um, but they gave it away for free on PlayStation and it's an easy platinum trophy. So, um, I'm basically shooting the shit with rich and just, and just going through the motions of this game. So I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what they're doing. I just bang through the story while I'm, while I'm shooting the shit. So, uh, that's a fun one. Um, I did mention Overcooked 2. Um, I've I've platinumed that game in the last week. Um, it's it's another again. It's a, it's a fun one. I, I enjoy the the kitchen organization. I wish I was playing it with someone else. Uh, my buddy Chris has played it with me before. Brody's played with me before the the original. Um, and this is the first one you can play online. So it would be nice to to sort of bang out some of these levels with another human being. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a fun game. Like the, some of them are called surf and turf and you're on a, you're on a beach and you're making like margaritas, uh, and, and tropical drinks. So again, you just grab in vegetables, chop them, put them in blenders in cups. Uh, it, it's, I, I guess you'd have to see it. Google the game overcooked too, and check it out. It's, uh, it's a really cool game and it's most definitely designed to be played multiplayer. But when you're playing single player, you have to control two chefs. But the big thing is that you, you're, you're trying to figure out what's the best, pattern and um procedure for two different chefs so when you're playing with someone else it's like okay i'll do the dishes and then i'll grab the fruit and i'll give it to you then you chop it and you stick at the machine while i'm doing the dishes and grabbing more fruit like so the whole idea is like how do you get three stars in the game it's 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 a simple very simple game but hard to master other levels where you're like in the camping levels you gotta chop mushrooms and uh, roast them over the fire while you're getting the, the, the chopping the chocolate up for s'mores. You know, you got to chop firewood to throw in the fire to roast the s'mores and it's all time management. But again, when you have, when you're playing single player, you're switching between the two chefs, but there's a lot of time where that other chef is just standing there waiting for you to tell what to do again. So it's almost like you're just doing it all by yourself. There's a very few amount of commands that you can give to it where it'll keep doing something while you're doing something else. Um, so single player is not ideal. Either way, great game. It's so much fun. They got like a, a horror themed uh, level where you're, you know, you're chopping things with a guillotine and, you know, uh, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. And every level has actually, it's not just doing the same thing over and over, but it's like every level has, you know, um, challenges in the sense that like, you know, sometimes you're running back and forth across the street. You get your two halves of your kitchen on opposite sides of the street and you're running across the street, trying not to get hit by cars while delivering, you know, things and whatnot and things move around on you and you're like, ah, oh, shit. And sometimes, yeah, whatever. It's a great game. Overcooked too. Can't recommend it more. Um, but that's what I've been playing. And then I played this game this week called The Last Day of June. Um, I don't know how long ago I got it. It's been a while. There's, that's what's fun about this, at least for me, the quarantine is that, um, I'm getting through a lot of games that I've, I've had for a long time. Um, you know, I could be reading and <laughs> doing more productive things. Um, and I, you know what, it seems I'm gonna have more and more time. So I will get to that. Um, DK has got another, uh, load of books coming to me. I spoke to my buddy, Chris at DK, um, so he's doing well, which is great. I love that the people I care about are doing well through all of this. And, um, yeah, I'll give them a quick little plug in a bit, but, um, yeah, um, basically I, I played this game that I have had for a long time, never got around to called the last day of June. I figured, fuck it. I'll throw it on and see what it's like. It's got a very interesting artwork. You can, you can play the whole thing in two hours and complete everything it has to complete the game. Um, you can, I would suggest really rather than buying it. And I'm sorry to the developers or whatever, but it's easier to just watch it and see how it plays. Cause the whole thing plays in under two hours. Um, 
but it's an interesting story. It's called the last day of June and there's no dialogue in it. It's like the characters in it kind of like, it's all gibberish, but it's like the Sims. When you play the Sims, they don't really, they have their own language. Cause there's no, there's no subtitles or anything like that. It's just, you get, you get what they're saying to each other all by emotes. Like they're early Lego games. And, uh, the theme of the game is this guy and his wife, her name is June. Um, I assume just based on how everything goes and the names of the trophies in it. But, uh, they, they go out for a picnic one day, you know, they're, they, they wake up in the morning and the, the people, I guess in their neighborhood or, you know, it's like a little cottage sort of town, a bunch of little houses, whatever. The artwork is very, um, I don't even know how to say it, like kind of like a mosaic as it got, it's got a bit of a mosaic look to it. Um, and all of the characters kind of have a bit of a Tim Burton esque look to them. They don't have eyes. They just have like these hollows in their heads. Um, but again, you'll see all this if you look it up, but the game's called last day of June. They wake up They're in their little, they get visited by a few people before they go out uh, on their little day trip on their way home from the day trip. Uh, the car gets into an accident and, uh, June dies and your character ends up in a wheelchair and, the interesting thing is the whole point of the game is you're kind of going back in time through like June was an artist. You're like touching the portraits of the people in the neighborhood that she painted and you're going, excuse me, you're going back to that day and kind of what the people in your neighborhood involvement was in her death. Not that they planned it, but just like there's a little boy, there's a hunter, there's an old man, uh, there's a, a neighbor and Every one of them at some point, uh, kind of at, inadvertently contributed to what caused their car crash. The little boy ran out in the street for his soccer ball and then, you know, they swerved to avoid him. But then had he not been in the way, there would have been a car coming the other way that they would have sort of avoided. That didn't happen. Somebody else was going to cause a rock slide that would have, you know, had rocks falling right at the same time that they were driving. So the whole game is actually like you're going back and you're trying to change who did something to, to cause this accident. And then, you know, then the next person, okay, I gotta go back and, and, and fix that. And so it's constantly, it's kind of like the butterfly effect where you're going back and you're trying to avoid this horrible thing, uh, happening. And, uh, I won't ruin anything for you, but the best way to experience it is to watch the just last day of June walkthrough. You could Google it on YouTube or whatever and watch it. And it's just, it's a, it's a cute game. It's interesting. And, um, it's one that's kind of a sad, sort of premise, you know, guy loses his wife and he's trying to find a way to save her. You know, if we all had the ability to time travel and go back and fix mistakes and horrible things like that, man, which one of us wouldn't, right? But, uh, or who among us wouldn't would be the, uh, you know, proper way to ask that. But it's, um, it was a, it was a sad, sad game. Like I said, it plays very quick. It doesn't last particularly long, but, uh, but it was just a cute sort of sad, uh, somber sort of, uh, sort of game. So, um, yeah. And like I said, don't, don't buy it. You know, even if you're not a gamer, you can just go and, and watch it and sort of see how it, how it plays out. Um, but cute, cute game. Um, I have also been trying to watch Ozark. Um, I, uh, I'm enjoying it, but I just, I'm not just sitting down and just kind of watching things. Like I said, I am kind of playing games and enjoying that. And then I get to the point where I'm so tired. I just pass out. Um, so I'm watching Ozark basically 15 minutes at a time. Like while I eat my breakfast, I'll, I'll put it on my, my phone. Um, but I would love recommendations from you guys. Uh, you guys, um, my roommates had recommended it. Other people on social media had recommended it. Um, even Max wrote in and, and recommended it. Um, it was a uh, tiger King and I'll talk about that in just a sec. Uh, while I'm on the subject of it today, Wednesday, the eighth, uh, big happy birthday to my buddy, Max. Um, thanks for the email, buddy. Thanks for the recommendation. Hope you're having the best day ever. I'm sorry that you're, you know, quote unquote celebrating, uh, during this, um, pandemic, but, uh, but yeah, happy birthday, buddy. I hope it's the best day ever for you and, uh, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'm going to jump, uh, like I said, with Ozark, uh, someone recommended that, uh, when the third season came out, I think it was Kamar, Kamar and Jason both said it's great. Um, just overall as a series, right? The third season just came out, but I'm, I'm just starting from season one. Um, any recommendations guys at all? Uh, I'd really, uh, appreciate I've, I've already watched, you know, breaking bad and better call Saul. I've talked about this before. Um, there's a lot of things on there. I'm surprised how many people like never watched making a murderer or whatever. I found, I found the uh, tiger King. I'll dump, I'll jump in. I told you guys last week, I will, I will review tiger King this week. Uh, that's your opportunity to, to, you know, um, 
All right, so I'll I'll give the spoiler alerts right now. I'm going to start talking about Tiger King. I'm probably not going to reveal spoilers right away, but I'm going into Tiger King. This is your opportunity to stop what you're doing if you don't want any spoilers. Uh, run to your you know phone or podcast device, reach down, pause it, skip ahead. Who knows how long I'll talk about it? Um, yeah, no idea. Sorry, but um, I'm going to start talking about it. Spoiler uh, warning. I will do my best not to give away some major spoilers, but uh, I'm going to talk about it. Fuck you. Um, anyways, seems aggressive. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to warn you. I never give anything away um, and I don't get to dive into pop culture shit, but there's nothing to talk about anymore. So we're doing it. All right. Tiger King. Um, interesting documentary. Um, it's about like people who have like kind of like their own zoos um, in, uh, in the U S and I remember watching it. I didn't like the main character that they were doing right away. Uh, he's not a super likable guy, uh, named Joe exotic. And, um, you know, he's, uh, was like a, like a, like a gay redneck who owns like a tiger. It's not a sanctuary by any means, it's just a tiger zoo. And the funny thing that they don't really show you until like near the very end is that they have other, they have a lot of other animals there, but that the whole thing just focuses on the tigers, the tigers, the tigers. But, um, I, I wish that they had done a little bit more of some of the other animals that these, these places had. Um, but like there's, there's it's seven episodes long. Um, and the thing is, it's more of a train wreck. Like I remember that what I was going to say a moment ago was that this kind of like, um, making a murderer in the sense that it's interesting getting to know the, the players, you know, um, I, I didn't love, um, Stephen Avery. Uh, for making a murderer, I, I found him to be, you know, he was simple. He was kind of rednecky, but I, I mean, he seemed polite. He seemed like a reasonable dude. Um, keep in mind, everybody's kind of different when you know that you got cameras on you, but overall I'm like, okay, it seems like a reasonable dude. And I enjoyed watching, um, what do you call it? I enjoyed watching, uh, uh, making a murderer and every episode of making a murderer ended with like, you know, and then what about this thing? And you're like, huh? And you're, all right, next episode, we gotta, we gotta watch this. But I remember like looking at his family and how simple everybody was and just thinking like, oh, these people are screwed. You know what I mean? Like they have no ability to articulate every interview and thing that, well, he don't know what he do there. You know, he did a thing and he didn't do it. And he did, they think he did it, but he didn't do it. You know, and they want to say that he did it, but he didn't do it. I'm like, wow. Thank you, Shakespeare for that. It just, it was just so funny. Uh, I used to to joke with my ex that uh, when we, you know, listening to to Brandon Brandon Dassey and his mother on the phone from the thing, she's like, you know, I don't want you to do it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're having a good day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were just like it was like that was their <laughs> they got yeah, yeah, you know that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a good day there, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I can't, I, I, what's the point of communicating if you're not communicating? Um, anyways, the point is, is that I was compelled by what was going on, but the players were, yeah, yeah. Um, with, with Joe exotic and them, like I said, I, um, I think with making a murder, I'm rooting for Stephen Avery and his family. Like it, it seemed like they, they were, you know, they were definitely the underdogs and I was rooting for the underdogs in this. I didn't see like underdogs or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't like any of the characters and they're not characters. Like the, they're real human beings. I didn't like any of the human beings. Um, one of the things that they made abundantly clear, you know, they didn't, they didn't say it, but it's just obvious to anybody with a brain that every one of these cat sanctuary places is like basically some sort of cult. At the very, very beginning, they say like, oh, the, there's this, that, and the other, and the, the worst people out there, the worst fucking scum or whatever are the, the big cat people. And, uh, it's obvious, like there's three, I would say there's three main, excuse me, three, three main groups of people that they showcase, uh, Joe exotic, the tiger King is clearly, you know, number one in, in focus, but they show another guy named doc. Uh, whatever. Can't remember what his uh, the rest of his name is, but he's Doc, and he owns his sort of zoo or whatever. And then there's uh Carol Baskin or whatever I believe is her name, and she owns the uh, Big Cat Rescue, you know. And she's going, and they're all of them, all of them, fucking like they're they don't 
come across that way right at the bat. But as, as, as they show you in the documentary, whatever about these people, you learn what fucking scumbags all of them are. Like all of them have a bunch of employees, but none of them are kind of really employees, you know, like Joe exotic hires, uh, ex cons and gives them really shitty living conditions and poor and, and like gives them a lot of, of, uh, you know, he's taking in people who kind of don't have the, opportunity. you know, what's really funny like that. Jason is actually like that. Jason, Jason hires kind of social misfits and people that wouldn't do well because he can get away with paying a minimum wage that way. Uh, side note, but, um, yeah, Joe Exotic gets like ex-cons and gives them shitty living conditions, like, like shitty rundown cockroach rat infested, uh, you know, trailers on the property. And then they're allowed to like, they get these big trucks of like shitty Walmart meat, um, that they used to feed the cats, but then like the, the staff is kind of allowed to like grab some of the meat off of that. Uh, no questions asked or whatever, or maybe they're stealing it, but, but either way, like these are people who are like, they're, they're, they're they live on that fucking, you know, that, uh, that zoo and they eat garbage and sleep in a trailer, but it's like, well, what, what else am I going to get? And they all think it's kind of cool. Like that's the thing too, is they, all these people like, um, get, get volunteers and staff and stuff based on the allure of like, Oh, I get to work with these, these big, big, you know, where else do I get to go and play with a tiger every day? It's like, okay. Um, you know, and then uh, this other guy, doc, he's a real fucking, he's a sexual predator. He has like all these women that like come and work for him because there's all these women who are like, Oh my God, I want to go. I get to, I can go and work with, with, with big cats every day. And it's like, when they come to work for him, he like, uh, you know, suggests that they change their, it gets their, their names legally changed to like these exotic sort of like animal sounding names. Um, and he tells them that they should sleep with him, like become part of his harem. Cause he's got like a, I think he's got like a couple wives or something like that. They should all come and, and, you know, like sleep with him to like take on his energy. And so they do like, he gets all these young girls who come like bright eyed to like work at this cat sanctuary, fucks them, makes them his bride, changes their names. Uh, like, so, so his cult is like sexual predator, become one of my wives, change your name. It's like all oh, like that mind control grooming shit. Um, and then Carol Baskin, who's like, oh, mine's not a zoo. It's a sanctuary for these animals. And we take them on. And then she's got all these volunteers. I'm doing air quotes, volunteers who come and they, they, den- they donate their time. And she's got like a, a shirt colors shirt. You sound like the little, so uh, shiny, that little gopher from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, sorry about that. She's got like this shirt hierarchy system where like when you first start volunteering, you get like a yellow shirt and then you get a red shirt. And then once you've done so many hours, you get like a green shirt. And then the most people in charge, they get a blue shirt. Um, I don't know if the numbers were correct, uh, but I think the blue shirt is the, uh, the, the, the top rank. So her thing is just as much of a cult where she doesn't pay anybody. They're all volunteers and they, they work their way up for a shirt system. So it's like a, you know, uh, not, a, not a posturing, but it's like a, you know, a seniority system, but they all want to be more important there. They're all fucking assholes. They're all cocksuckers. Every, every one of them in this documentary, but it's a fucking train wreck. Like again, every episode ends with, you know, well, what about this? And they're like, well, what do you want to know? And then the next episode, like, wait, wait, what was that question? What the fuck? Okay. Next episode. Like I told my mom and she burned through it all in one day. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I would definitely say anyone who hasn't watched it, I'm not going to, I'll, that's, that's as much of the spoilers that I'll give away. Um, but there's lots of stuff in it, lots of shit that happens. And, um, yeah, like I, I don't, I, I didn't care about any of the, the, the people like, I didn't care about Joe Doc or uh, Carol the whole. So, uh, but the whole thing is like, you just can't keep, you can't stop watching because it's just such fucked up shit that happens. Um, check it out, check it out. Definitely check it out. Um, something else I'm going to recommend to you guys is I had the honor, uh, my buddy at DK, uh, my, my partner there, head of marketing, um, he, uh, offered me the opportunity, uh, some time back to listen to a podcast that his, uh, his sister, very, very talented, uh, Tracy Houston, um, was making called genius. And it's a, it's a, a story podcast. It's a, the whole first season is out and it's all one story. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's done kind of like, um, you know, like a play it's, it's, it listens like a play in a story. Um, like one of those old radio ones, whatever, very, very well done. Great, great sound development and great voice acting and everything like that. I, I wrote them a review a while back saying that it's like, uh, it's like looking, listening to a, like, a 
you know, the stars of Podway or whatever. And they love that Podway reference, like a Broadway play. So um, I'm going to suggest to you guys, it's called Genius. However, um, when I searched Genius to see if I could, how easy it was to find, um, it came up like ninth or 10th. And that was just maybe my algorithm that put it that, that deep, but it came up uh, even though I've listened to them, like you'd think it would put it first based on that, but it came up later with just the word genius. Cause a lot of them have the word genius in it. And some of them are, are, you know, been around a lot longer. Um, but if you Google or sorry, if you, uh, search in whatever podcatcher you listen to, um, Tracy Houston, T R A C E Y H O U S T O N, um, you genius will come up first. So, um, if you're looking for something you can burn through in a couple days, like you can burn through in a day, but if you're looking for something you want to put on here and there, um, in between, uh, episodes of the one man podcast, I certainly suggest genius. Um, it's, uh, it's a really good podcast. Very interesting based on some famous, uh, characters in, uh, literature. So, um, I, I, I hope you enjoy that. If you get an opportunity to listen to that, um, and support them again, we're all in this trying to, trying to make a go with some shit. And, uh, having said that DK, my partners at DK, um, they are still in business. <laughs> and by that, I mean like things are still coming and going. I know there's a lot of deliveries and orders and things like that, that are kind of halted or in stasis. But, um, talking with, uh, with Chris earlier today, he, uh, he asked me to, to let you guys know, and, uh, and I'm happy to do so that, um, Amazon and Indigo are still shipping books. It's taking a little longer, but it's still available. So if you're looking for things to keep yourself entertained, um, you can, you can find all the DK books available on Amazon. You can find them available at Indigo. That stuff is still coming and going. Please uh, indulge in whatever book needs uh, that you guys may be interested in. And something I have uh, coming up, bear with me one sec here. I'll pause. Sorry, I had to blow my nose. I wasn't making you guys listen to that. Um, something I have coming up that I'm pretty excited about is, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, guys. I uh, I got a little excited for it last week. A buddy of mine, uh, Peter, a uh, good friend, decided to reach out and say, hey, um, are you going to be, uh, you know, getting final fantasy seven, it comes out in the 10th. And at first I was like, ah, eh, you know, this, that, and you know, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, it's been a while since I played it. And then, I, and then I got excited for it and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I will do this. And I went and I pre-ordered the big deluxe edition, you know, since I'm not spending money, I'm like, you know what? I can, I can do that. And then final fantasy seven is such a long game before. And I can only imagine, you know, how good I played the, the demo. I'm like, this is gonna be great. And for, for those of you who aren't video game people, Final Fantasy seven has got to be one of the best stories I've ever, I've ever experienced. Um, and that goes for books, movies, everything, other video games. Final Fantasy seven is by far, I don't know if it's my absolute favorite, but, um, I don't have anything that comes to mind that's, but there's just other ones that I've really enjoyed. I really enjoyed, I'm only halfway through it, but I really enjoyed Stephen King's, the dark tower series. That movie is an absolute abortion. It's barely got anything to do with the story that I've read. It's like they tried to take eight giant books and put them into one fucking garbage. So if you've seen that and you're, and you're comparing that by any means to my recommendation, of the book series, please do not. This is not your standard. The book was better than the movie. This is like that movie is unrecognizable in comparison to the book. Unrecognizable. Besides the names of the characters, that's it. That is uh, whatever. If you heard the episode where I saw that movie, you, you know how I feel about it. But, um, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite, favorite stories, Dark Tower series uh, is up there. Um, there's few, I, I, and really right now, almost nothing else comes to mind. Like some people, Lord of the Rings, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're fun movies. I've enjoyed the Marvel movies and the story in that, but, um, yeah, man, Final Fantasy VII, uh, I fucking loved it. Um, and I pre-ordered it and it's, you know, it allows for you to install it now. And then when it's available, it's right, ready to go and you can play it. I'm like, that's great. And then I was like, well, fuck, I want to, I want to know some of the stuff. So I, so I Googled it. This is my wake up in the morning and don't want to get out of bed. So if I start Googling things I'm interested in, I'm like, well, I'm being productive, aren't I? No, you're just not getting out of bed and you're fucking around. But, um, I look into it and I find out that it is not the full game that's coming out. The game is going to be episodic balls because they've been making this thing for five years so um if you're like me and you've been thinking about it and you were like yay like well you know what just starting to i wanted to tell you guys right away that this is not the full game it is merely merely the midgar uh, portion of the game so uh, effectively the first five to ten percent of the other one now it's been expanded drastically and everyone who's played it says it's magnificent and it's enjoyable all the reviewers are saying great game 
Um, but just want to let you know that it is not the full game. It is just, just what you experience in Midgar, um, expanded. And the next game they're saying might be two years away, the next part. And I, they don't know how many parts it's going to be, but part of me is like, oh, this is going to get very expensive. So I, I've still pre-ordered it. So I guess they, they got me, but had I read that before, I may have decided to wait, play other things. And then someday Lord knows how many years from now, when everything's done, um, play play final fantasy 7 so uh, it looks like i'm playing it now but i wanted to tell anyone who was like me and did not know um that uh, it is not the the full story that you may have played 20 years ago 1997 was when uh, final fantasy 7 came out and i played that for the original playstation um with my buddies aaron and uh you know a lot of other people um it was really uh, really really cool um yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you all about it, guys. It's coming up um, in like a day or two. So next podcast, I'll tell you uh, how what I think of it. Uh, was it worth it? Should you get it? All that fun stuff. Uh, last little piece of information as of today, right? Just uh, stirring up a little bit of COVID information in my. Uh, I got. Uh, I'll tell you guys what's going on with me. My onesies all over the world listening. I hope you're safe. I hope you're doing well. Um, as far as uh, COVID nineteen. I received this morning, um, in my country, there is the Canadian emergency response benefit. It's giving, uh, Canadians, um, who are out of work because of COVID, uh, approximately $2,000 a month for, uh, four months. Um, I applied for it. I didn't want to jinx anything or anything like that while well, I woke up this morning and uh, I had received it. So for the time being, anyone who's, who's concerned about me, um, I am all right. I will get through uh, the next month and I'll, I'll get through the next four months if this continues on for that long. I hope it doesn't, but, uh, there's a lot of people who are wiser than I, um, you know, experts and things like that who are forecasting sometime. Um, Kamar got up this morning and mentioned that, um, that Wuhan, where apparently this started, um, uh, they're all, they're all back to normal. He says they're all back to normal. It's business as usual there. Um, there may be a second, outbreak. So Kamar woke up this morning and said, all right, everybody, it's two months and two months. It's going to be over. Cause it's been, it was been two months there. So it's going to be two months here. Um, so he may be correct, but at the same time, um, there's also other countries that didn't got, that got it worse than they did. Uh, the United States has got it infinitely worse and they're our neighbors and they got that orange monkey running things. And, uh, that doesn't mean because it's been two months there, it's going to be two months everywhere. But again, um, that's, that's one prediction and why not share the misinformation with, with you guys, right? Isn't that how misinformation works? Uh, somebody gets an opinion on something and you just tell as many people as you can so that that becomes something people believe. And then uh, the people who know uh, have to work that much harder to inform everybody of what's really going on because uh, the smallest dogs bark the loudest. And that's reaching back to that thing about quotes, right? Um, the smallest dogs bark the loudest. So you know, do your own research guys. Believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. Um, but the numbers currently, uh, so in my city, Ottawa, uh, there are 429 confirmed cases of COVID as of today. Um, in Ontario, the province that I live in, and for anyone who doesn't know what a province is, that's like my state, Ontario, there's 5,276 cases of COVID and Canada. Oh, Canada. Nationwide, we have 18,447 cases of COVID-19 confirmed cases. That's not to say that's all the amount of people that have it. That's just how many that have been tested and confirmed. So uh, wherever you're listening to, uh, be safe. You know, I've got listeners in other provinces and whatnot. But again, Ottawa 429, Ontario 5276, Canada 18,447. So that's what we're dealing with. But we're going to get through it, guys. It's uh, just, you know. Just keep, uh, keep staying inside, keep doing your thing, be safe, wash your hands, all that fun stuff. I'm going to read an email from my buddy, Mark, uh, Mark, good friend of mine and a good friend of the podcast. Mark writes, uh, Josh just finished watching tiger King. What a train wreck, a train wreck that I couldn't stop watching. Normally there's good guys and bad guys in this show. They're all bad guys. You can't feel bad for any of them. I, I dude, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, I will say that it's too bad that the treatment of the animals wasn't a bigger focus. Uh, yeah, I also agree. And that and all the other animals besides tigers didn't get a little bit of screen time, you know, uh, don't be surprised to see Joe's name on a presidential ballot. If he ever gets out of prison, uh, keep up the great work. Yeah. I didn't mention that, but, uh, maybe an excuse for you guys to, uh, to look it up and, uh, and thanks, uh, Mark for the email. I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to do that for me, buddy. Um, so that's her gang. That is, uh, that is 
the the episode for this week almost uh, at the hour mark here um this week's outro song i don't normally talk about it i just sort of say goodbye and play it um this week's outro outro song is from monkey junk um they are so the lead singer uh steve mariner is a friend of mine we went to the same high school um great dude he's like me he's an artist who is you know, you're, you're a performer who, who can't perform. He's been, he's done a few uh, Facebook live ones, but the only thing is there's so much noise in that environment that, you know, every I've, I've seen several musician friends who are just live streaming them playing music from their living room with some PayPal accounts or e-transfer options. Um, but, uh, monkey, so he's the lead singer of monkey junk with, uh, with Tony and Matt are the two other guys in the band. And, uh, they're, they're like everybody else in the entertainment industry, kind of out of work right now. I would imagine that they are eligible for the CERB as well. The Canadian emergency response benefit. Um, but I want to throw some love their way. Monkey junk are the ones who provide the intro song for, uh, the one end podcast. So the song that you hear every time, uh, the episode starts, that is a song called show me yours by monkey junk off the album. I believe it's, um, uh, oh, let me get it right. I think it's moon turns red. I want to make sure that I am right in that. Uh, so that I'm not giving you guys, uh, their, their music is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, let's just bring it up here because my stupid password takes way too long to put in. Um, moon turns red is the album and that is, yeah. Show me yours is on moon turns red, but guys, they have several albums, uh, time to roll all frequencies, moon turned red to behold. You should really, really check out, uh, monkey junk. But uh, the outro song this week is uh, a song called Once Had Wings. Um, I'm playing uh, sort of like a, like a live recording version that they did. Um, it's, not, it's not particularly different from, the, um, from listening to the recorded you know, album version. But um, I want you guys to just, if you can, please listen to it. Um, I, I play all sorts of outro music from all over the place. And, you know, it's just a little piece for you guys to transition from, you know, me saying goodbye to just something to listen to. If you can't run over to your thing and turn it off, you know, just a little, little nice thing. Um, but I'd, I'd really appreciate it if you'd, if you'd listen um, to the outro song from monkey junk. These are guys that I know personally. Um, they're, they're incredibly accomplished musicians. Like they, they won, uh, several Junos. Uh, Juno is the Canadian version of the Grammys. So for, for blues and whatnot, they're, they're a great band. Um, I, I love them. I've seen them live. Um, Steve has, has been kind enough to actually come. And when I've done shows here in Ottawa, uh, Steve has come and like open the shows with music and live performances and stuff like that. Um, but, but they're not like, Hey, my buddy's in a band. This is like, these guys are great. They travel all over the world. I'm just lucky enough to happen to know, uh, the, the lead singer, but, um, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. The name of the band is monkey junk. Um, and, uh, this song that I'm playing for you guys now is a, a song of theirs that I really, really like called, uh, one said wings. Hope you guys enjoy. And I will talk with you next week.
Fly. 